episode 857. With 10 days off between games, the Green Bay Packers might finally be getting healthy for their meeting with the Cowboys. To preview that game, we'll be joined by Camille Davis of the Technical Foul Podcast. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Carvu, and today we're previewing the Green Bay Packers-Dallas Cowboys game. To do that, we have a guest joining us on the phone. Baltar, find me another expert, one that likes me this time, okay? We're joined by Camille Davis of the Technical Foul Podcast. Camille, how are you this morning? I am doing good from the gloomy Milwaukee. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is a rainy day out in Wisconsin today, but we're glad to have you on the show. And, And Camille, if we could just start things off by... Having you tell us about your podcast, uh, we're going to have all four of you and your co-hosts on over the coming days and and weeks on this show. What's it about and how can people find it? Yeah, uh, sure. So Technical Foul, we have the tagline that we are the sports podcast that you never knew you needed. And I absolutely <laughs> love that being our tagline because I feel that we give a product unlike any other sports show or podcast available. We are four knowledgeable sports fans who come together and we talk about national news stories from the past week, but we inject our own brand of humor, comedy into that. So the podcast is definitely not suitable for work um, unless you have some headphones, but it is definitely a good time. And we make sure that we get that energy throughout the stories and the jokes that we tell throughout the podcast. (laughs) Well, thanks for the heads up. Where, Where can people go to listen to the show? The show is available on Apple, so you can go through iTunes, we're on Google Play, through SoundCloud, Stitcher, and you can go to our website, www.technicalfile.com, and technical is spelled T-E-C-K-N-I-C-A-L, and we have all of our episodes streaming via our website as well. Very cool. Uh, We're going to talk about Packers in a moment here, Camille, but, but just briefly, seeing as this was such big news in the NFL this week, How did you react to Cam Newton's comments uh, earlier on just a few days ago? I was shocked that he would say that, especially in that setting. I made a little joke and I said, it's not like he was at Burger King ordering a Whopper and a woman walked up to him and asked him about the difference between playing different coverages. He was at a press conference with credentialed media and she was doing her job. She asked an excellent question and his reaction just kind of was very off-putting to me especially as a woman who loves sports. And I felt that his comments kind of emphasized the fact that he might feel that women don't understand sports and sports aren't really rocket science. So I was just off put by what he said. And then the comments of other sports fans kind of disappointed me as well by saying nothing wrong with what he said in the first place. Did you see his apology on Thursday night? And and did you think that was sincere? I did. I was extremely happy to see the apology. It felt very sincere. Like he looked like a man who realized that what he thought was a joke, as he said, the joke was on him at the end of the day. And I think he was sincere and I'm glad that he apologized. And I hope that we can all move on into some football now. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and we're going to move on to some Packers football here, which I think our listeners are really waiting for. Um, you know, uh, Camille, do, do you think the Packers should withhold Devontae Adams for his own good against the Cowboys mm-hmm. this week after suffering the concussion against the Bears in, in week four? Yeah, to be honest with you, I was actually shocked to see that he was practicing yesterday after that vicious shot that he took. I understand that concussions heal at different times and the medical staff would not have him out there if they didn't think it wasn't his best interest. But as a fan who saw that, I would feel a lot more comfortable knowing that he was going to get some extra time to rest before he came back. Similar question on running back Ty Montgomery, who injured his ribs last week. Do you think he'll play against the Cowboys? You know, that one's hard to tell. I mean, last year, Jordy Nelson injured his ribs, and he suited up, and he played. And Edgar Bennett, uh, the former running back and our offensive coordinator, mentioned that he played through broken ribs before in his career. But I think it's one of those things where it depends on the player. And as a running back, you're getting hit so often. I think, once again, I would feel more comfortable thinking about the long term and holding him out this week just to ensure his health throughout the rest of the season when we'll really need him going into January. Okay, so let's assume for a second that Montgomery won't play. Uh, We don't know if he will or he won't, but let's assume he won't just for the sake of conversation here. How do you think the Packers will handle the running back position in his absence? Well, McCarthy has proven himself not to be a guy who necessarily likes to have one lead running back anyways. He doesn't like to have the workhorse, it looks like. So I think that he would just split up the reps between Williams and Jones. Both rookies have shown something, and I really liked how Jones looked during the Bears game when he got his time to play. So I would just roll with the two rooks and see what they can do. Yeah, I think that's what the Packers will have to do, and uh, how they split those carries up remains to be seen, but it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Um, Camille, it's possible the Packers will have their preferred starting offensive line for the first time this season on Sunday as David Bakhtiari and Brian Balaga return to practice this week. How much would that help the offense, having all five of those guys protecting Aaron Rodgers? That's big. It's nothing like having your offensive line be on point. You need those guys up front. And I was reading that the Cowboys' game plan is to try to keep Rodgers contained into the pocket. Because once Rodgers starts extending those plays, he gets very dangerous. It's hard for covers to remain in coverage, especially when our wide receivers are so well-versed at getting free on broken plays. So if that's what their game plan is going to be this week, it's even more important to make sure that our offensive line is ready to keep him safe, to give him that time that he needs to make plays happen. Yeah, Demarcus Lawrence from the Cowboys uh, defensive line is definitely a good player and somebody the Packers are going to have to watch out for on Sunday. Uh, Camille, turning to the defensive side of the football, if you were a Packers coach, how would you handle Demarius Randall knowing, A, he was sent to the locker room for arguing with the coach last week, and, and B, he really hasn't played all that well this season? I would have handled it pretty similar to the way the Packers have handled it. I mentioned on technical foul this past week in regards to the whole Big Ben Antonio Brown situation that I absolutely hated the way that the Steelers have handled his outburst on the sideline by continuously bringing it up and giving their thoughts on it. I think the Packers handled this very well by just continuously saying this, you know, this is an internal measure. We're going to handle this in house. It's been done. 
we're going to move on from there. And from reports that I was able to find, it appears that Randall did go to his teammates and apologize for how he acted. And they're all with the same mentality, or at least to the media, they're saying that they're just going to move forward. And Randall has proven, although inconsistent this year, especially this year, that he has the flashes to be a premier, well, not premier, but a very good cornerback in this league. And I think it's best to keep him on the roster. Maybe I see House might be playing this week. You have him and King as your first two cornerbacks. You have Hawkins, and then you continue bringing Randall and as the fourth cornerback or maybe the third, depending on the matchups. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Packers do there as well. They have Morgan Burnett, who kind of switches between safety right. and slot cornerback and all those things. Uh, but uh, I do think the Packers, I agree, they've handled this appropriately with Demarius Randall, and hopefully uh, it, it, this doesn't happen again. Um, Camille, what's the key to slowing down the Cowboys duo of Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott? Uh, Dak Prescott, if you were the Packers' defense? That's a hard one. Um, It's like a double-edged sword there because you're either going to try to stop the run game and make Dak beat you with his arm, or you're going to try to stop the pass and let Zeke just run all over you. And I think what we've seen this year is that if you can hold Ezekiel Elliott, then you have a really good shot at winning. And it's not that Dak Prescott is a bad quarterback in the least bit. Actually, it seems like he's being held as a very good one there's been think pieces written about his performance last week which wasn't bad at all but it shows at the level that people expect Prescott to continue playing at I think your best goal though as the Packers is to stop the run and hope that our corners can continue getting those interceptions and being in place as they showed they could against Chicago on Thursday I hope so uh before we let you go Camille do you have an official prediction for the game and what's going to happen what's going to transpire on Sunday yeah, sure. Um, I love when Aaron Rodgers gets the chance to play in a dome. Packer fans tend to travel very well. I have good feelings about Dallas whenever we're down there. I think the Packers pull it off this week, but I think it might become a shootout uh, between the Cowboys and the Packers, but I have the Packers coming out with the edge on top. I like it. Uh, Camille, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Uh, glad to have you on the show. I'm excited to have the rest of your co-hosts on in the, like I said, the coming days and weeks on the show. And uh, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Camille Davis of the Technical Fowl Podcast joining us here at Railbird Central on a Friday morning. Glad to have her joining us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment and my commentary on it. Um, We went over a couple of the injury updates during the interview, but here's a couple of ones we hadn't really mentioned yet, or at least in depth. Those whose practice status has already improved this week for the Packers include cornerback Devon House and linebacker Nick Perry, each of whom went from limited participation on Wednesday to full on Thursday, and that's a great sign uh, for a guy like Devon House who's missed each of the past two games. He's really only played in the first two games of the regular season and pretty much the preseason. He barely got any playing time at all. 
It would sure be nice to see him out there and at 100%. Is he going to be at 100 on Sunday? I'm not really sure, but the closer he gets to that point, the Packers should sure could use it for all the reasons we talked about with the interview with Demarius Randall's issues this year and uh, you know they they need a steadying force out there opposite Kevin King and at least those two can be out there two guys with a little bit of length at cornerback who can play those perimeter cornerback positions it, it'll be nice to see them out there in the starting lineup I, I am assuming that Devon House, for sure, by virtue of being in the full practice category, is finally going to return and be out there on Sunday against the Cowboys. Nick Perry was full practice participation. Now, I'm not sure exactly what that means for his, you know, the broken finger in his hand. Does that mean the cast is off? Does it mean it's, it's you know, nothing but a little splint on the finger or something like that? I hope it is. Uh, I hope he's not wearing this big, huge club cast for weeks upon end like he has in the past. He did in the last game against the Bears, in which a game we didn't know which he would play, but he came out there and did all right considering his limitations. I just think every player is so much better without the club cast. Like, yes, you can play play with it and be out there, but you just can't grab and, and, you know, shed and do all those things you need to do to be a really good football player uh, with the club cast on. And, and so I, I hope it's as small as possible, but at least he was full participation. So that's good news for the Packers. And, and the only player who hasn't practiced at all this week is linebacker Joe Thomas. So it's just a sign, I think, that the Packers are getting healthier, and at least it comes at a position, Joe, the position Joe Thomas plays, where I think the Packers are okay at inside linebacker as long as they've got Blake Martinez and Jake Ryan out there. Sure, it would be nice if Joe Thomas was healthy and can kind of play that dime linebacker role if need be, but I think the Packers will be okay regardless. There was one surprise injury this week that I just didn't anticipate seeing on the injury report and that was to linebacker Ahmad Brooks who's listed with a back injury he's at least practiced he's had a back injury apparently I didn't know about it coming out of the Bears game Uh, the good news once again there's been 10 days off between games so at least he's had that to recover and finally the Packers are getting at near full capacity here uh, a lot of guys in the limited category, the offensive linemen we talked about, Mike Daniels. But I think, you know, again, 10 days off, I think these guys are finally going to play. A lot of them, were they were like game-time decisions for the Bears game, and they held them out as a precaution. And as far as a game prediction goes, that's what has me so confident. I was very confident in this Packers team coming into the season knowing that they're just about getting these guys back, especially for a big game like this against the Cowboys, that has me edging toward the Green Bay Packers. And and, and more so than that even, the history of the Packers-Cowboys rivalry has turned so much from... that This is no longer the Packers-Cowboys of the 1990s when the Cowboys had the Packers number, uh, all except for like one big game that uh, was very nice that the Packers won. 
Um, but I mean, this is the 2010s now, and this this Packers team is not afraid of the Cowboys even on the road. Uh, beginning with, uh, you, you know, go back to 2013 when the Packers had the biggest comeback in the history of the franchise, down 26-3 to uh, at, at halftime and ended up winning, led by Matt Flynn. But there were still members of this Packers team on that squad that went into Dallas and won. Uh, they may have lost to the Cowboys in the regular season last year, but they turned around and beat them in the playoffs. They've eliminated them from the playoffs in two out of the past three seasons. This is a team that knows they can beat the Cowboys no matter who they have, whether it's uh, Dak Prescott and, and Ezekiel Elliott, and, and you know before that was a different crew uh, of skill position players on the Cowboys. This Packers team knows they can beat them, and now they're getting healthy. So I think watch out. I don't think it's going to be an issue for the Packers to beat this Cowboys team. Not that it's a given by any means, but I think the Packers can win this game by a score. I'm going to make it a simple prediction in terms of not a lot of you know weird plays or scores happening. Just simple 28-21, four touchdowns to three touchdowns. And I think the Packers come away with a road victory, and that's what's going to happen. The day ahead. Um, as far as what's going on, uh, Friday, the final injury report of the of the week with game projections is happening. Uh, on Friday night, the Packers are going to the Appleton West, Appleton North football game uh, in which they'll have several representatives there, including Lucas Patrick, including Blake Martinez, all in support of the Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation. Really cool thing that the Packers are going out into the community and doing. The Packers themselves, the organization, hosting their spooktacular Saturday, one of several community events they hold throughout the year at Lambeau Field. Uh, a family fun type of thing, especially for young kids. If you have a family you want to, and you live in the greater Green Bay area, you can take your family there. There's all sorts of you know, activities like face painting and entertainers and uh, a hay bale maze and, and cool things like that that you could check out at Lambeau Field. And then the game Sunday itself, 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox. This is a nationwide uh, ball game. There will be no other games on Fox at that time. So if you got a TV set and you're able to pull over the air, uh, you'll be able to get this, this game uh, in addition to all the other ways, whether you're watching cable, satellite, whatever. Uh, if you live in the United States, at least, you should be able to see this. Have fun watching the game, folks. I got to go. Thanks to Camille Davis for being our guest on today's show. And uh, we'll recap the game this upcoming Sunday. We'll see you later, folks. Railbird Central typically airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's a live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later in the day. I leave you today with a song called The Surf by Lotus on Psy Fidelity Records. See ya. Go Pack Go.